Section 2 of The Elements of Geology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Esther. The Elements of Geology by William Harmon Norton. Introduction. The Scope and Aim of Geology. Geology deals with the rocks of the Earth's crust. It learns from their composition and structure how the rocks were made and how they have been modified. It ascertains how they have been brought to their present places and wrought to their various topographic forms, such as hills and valleys, plains and mountains. It studies the vestiges which the rocks preserve of ancient organisms which once inhabited our planet. Geology is the history of the earth and its inhabitants, as read in the rocks of the earth's crust. To obtain a general idea of the nature and method of our science before beginning its study in detail, we may visit some valley, such as that illustrated in the frontispiece, on whose sides are rocky ledges. Here the rocks lie in horizontal layers. Although only their edges are exposed, we may infer that these layers run into the upland on either side and underlie the entire district. They are part of the foundation of solid rock, which everywhere is found beneath the loose materials of the surface. The ledges of the valley of our illustration are of sandstone. Looking closely at the rock, we see that it is composed of myriads of grains of sand cemented together. These grains have been worn and rounded. They are sorted also, those of each layer being about of a size. By some means they have been brought hither from some more ancient source. Surely these grains have had a history before they here found a resting place, a history which we are to learn to read. The successive layers of rock suggest that they were built one after another from the bottom upward. We may be as sure that each layer was formed before those above it as that the bottom courses of stone in a wall were laid before the courses which rest upon them. We have no reason to believe that the lowest layers which we see here were the earliest ever formed. Indeed, some deep boring in the vicinity may prove that the ledges rest upon other layers of rock which extend downward for many hundreds of feet below the valley floor. Nor may we conclude that the highest layers here were the latest ever laid. For elsewhere we may find still later layers lying upon them. A short search may find in the rock relics of animals, such as the imprints of shells, which lived when it was deposited and as these are of kinds whose nearest living relatives have now their home in the sea, we infer that it was on the flat sea-floor that the sandstone was laid. Its present position, hundreds of feet above sea-level, proves that it has since emerged to form part of the land, while the flatness of the beds shows the movement was so uniform and gentle as not to break or strongly bend them from their original attitude. The surface of some of these layers is ripple-marked, hence the sand must once have been as loose as that of shallow sea-bottoms and sea-beaches today, which is thrown into similar ripples by movements of the water. In some way the grains have since become cemented into firm rock. Note that the layers on one side of the valley agree with those on the other, each matching the one opposite at the same level. Once they were continuous across the valley. Where the valley now is, was once a continuous upland built of horizontal layers. 
the layers now show their edges or outcrop on the valley sides because they have been cut by the valley trench the rock of the ledges is crumbling away at the foot of each step of rock lie fragments which have fallen thus the valley is slowly widening it has been narrower in the past it will be wider in the future through the valley runs a stream the waters of rain which have fallen on the upper parts of the stream's basin are now on their way to the river and the sea rock fragments and grains of sand creeping down the valley slopes come within reach of the stream and are washed along by the running water here and there they lodge for a time in banks of sand and gravel but sooner or later they are taken up again and carried on the grains of sand which were brought from some ancient source to form these rocks are on their way to some new goal as they are washed along the rocky bed of the stream they slowly rasp and wear it deeper the valley will be deeper in the future it has been less deep in the past in this little valley we see slow changes now in progress we find also in the composition the structure and the attitude of the rocks and the landforms to which they have been sculpted the record of a long succession of past changes involving the origin of sand grains and their gathering and deposit upon the bottom of some ancient sea the cementation of their layers into solid rock the uplifting of the rocks to form a land surface and last of all the carving of a valley in the upland everywhere in the fields along the river among the mountains by the seashore and in the desert we may discover slow changes now in progress and the record of similar changes in the past everywhere we may catch glimpses of a process of gradual change which stretches backward into the past and forward into the future by which the forms and structures of the face of the earth are continually built and continually destroyed the science which deals with this long process is geology geology treats of the natural changes now taking place upon the earth and within it the agencies which produce them and the land forms and rock structures which result it studies the changes of the present in order to be able to read the history of the earth's changes in the past the various agencies which have fashioned the face of the earth may be divided into two general classes in part one we shall consider those which work upon the earth from without such as the weather running water glaciers the wind and the sea in part two we shall treat of those agencies whose sources are within the earth and among whose manifestations are volcanoes and earthquakes and the various movements of the earth's crust as we study each agency we shall notice not only how it does its work but also the records which it leaves in the rock structures and the landforms which it produces with this preparation we shall be able in part three to read in the records of the rocks the history of our planet and the successive forms of life which have dwelt upon it end of section two